Amen. What a great time. Great time to worship. Thank you. Let's give it up for the worship band again. Definitely an answer to prayer there and uh, so encouraging. So thank you guys for all your heart. And it's good to have a big senior up there as well on the sax there. So it's pretty cool. And VJ's home and everybody's all together. So it's uh, what a great time. Of course, we have the dance crew. The dance crew is back as well. So uh, it is good to be together. Uh, I'm excited about our lesson uh, today, and um, we have a couple prayer requests uh, as we get started there. And you know, um, for for whatever reason, I you know I feel like I'm a generally pretty positive, upbeat person. Today has been a little heavy, and I think just thinking about. Uh, these next couple, you know, people, there's somebody in the hospital, Eric and Torres, his cousin's in the hospital in the ICU, and uh, we're praying for um, our brother, uh, Jenny, in South Sudan, who lost his wife, Lucia, and he was he's the first evangelist out there. She's in her late 40s, and I think it was just kind of like, man, that's like us. That's like me, you know, like that's, that's somebody's family, and, um, you know, it's amazing all the hope that we have in Christ. But it's been this year has been a lot, and uh, so let's let's have a prayer and uh, you know we'll we're excited uh, to really focus on Jesus and all the blessing that He brings to the world here. And I'm going to include these two in our prayer as we get started. Uh, Father, we do uh, we're just uh, so grateful to uh, worship you and to be able to uh, have the band here and. Uh, just to know that you are worthy of all praise, God, that there's nothing that we can't give to you that you haven't already given us that uh, help us to uh, stand on the mountaintops and be your faithful witnesses, God. I pray for uh, Erica's cousin uh, who's in the ICU right now at Desert Regional and after a car accident and just really pray for miracles, God. Pray that you will help him to be a faithful witness of all the things that you've done for him. And I do pray for our brother uh, Jenny in uh, South Sudan. God, it's such a privilege to be partnered with them and others in that part of the world. Uh, we just pray for peace. Uh, we pray for peace for his family. Uh, we pray for peace in that part of the world. And I just pray that this next year can see uh, uh, just peaceful solutions to the different wars and everything that's going on around the world, God. Uh, get me out of the way here these next few minutes as we look into your word. And celebrate Jesus in John chapter 1. We love you. We pray in his name. Amen. Amen. So uh, we're going to be in John chapter 1. If you want to read along. And we're going to be focusing and celebrating Jesus. We uh, celebrated Christmas. Now we're going to continue to think about the grace that he's brought into the world. In the beginning was the word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. This light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him we all might believe. He he himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. 
the true life that gives life to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one who I spoke of when I said, He who comes before me has surpassed me. He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness we have all received grace in the place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. And last week we start, we shared in the story of the miraculous story of Christmas and how Jesus was the product of some miraculous births from Elizabeth and all throughout history, and then, of course, the miraculous birth through Mary. And to think about how John starts this out, talking about Jesus, he goes back all the way to the creation, to the beginning when everything was made, when there was nothing, when it was darkness. And it says that all life came through him, that all light came through him. That he was that light shining in the darkness. And I love the last line where it says, the darkness will not overcome it. And that's good for me to realize and even on, for, you, for us, when you have those days when it's a little more heavy and you realize, you know, the light will overcome this feeling that I have. It will overcome the news. It will overcome wars. It will overcome separation of families. It will overcome homelessness and difficulties, and hunger. And thinking today that we're here and there's families that are struggling for their lives. And yet, even when that's us, that the light will overcome death and will bring us to be with Christ. Amen. And he goes in and he talks about John who came as a witness to the light. And in many ways, that's the... It wasn't just a man's word, but it was he was coming as a witness of God's word. That he represented the scriptures in Isaiah that said, A voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord. That that was the way in that time where they would announce who the king that was coming. And that was his job. And in many ways, that's our job. That it's not us, but we're announcing the king that has come and that will come again. And I love that there's a one of the other gospel writers calls John a, a lamp that burns. And I pray that even as we go into the year that we can be lamps that burn. Or maybe mirrors that reflect God to this world. 
He says that here he gives the... Jesus came to the world, and yet not everyone recognized him. It was like they heard his words, but they couldn't quite put it together. It didn't quite fit with what they were expecting. And so many people missed it. Even though they were created by him, they still missed their created purpose for him. And yet to those who believed, and many of us here are those who believed, You've gotten the right to become born of God, sons and daughters of God. And maybe for some of us this year, as we look ahead, maybe that's what is in our future for this year, to become sons and daughters of God, to have a fresh start, to be able to start over, to be able to see the true light that gives us light. Maybe there's areas in our own lives that we feel dark. And we feel hopeless and we feel discouraged. And maybe you're a little like me as you look back on this year, you see the defeats more than the victories. You feel the pain more than you're feeling on the mountaintop. And now we have a chance to to start over to claim the life that God has given us. I always think of Ronnie. Mendiola, he said he came to church for 11 years, and every year he decided, I'm going to become a Christian this next year. And it took him 25 years to follow through. But every year he's like, man, I'm going to, this is going to be the year. And somehow it just got taken away, and it just reminds me that there's many people around us that are even close to us that are having that conversation with God even now. And maybe they're too proud to tell us. Maybe some of our own kids are making those decisions, but they don't want to put too much pressure on themselves, so they just kind of talk to God about it. But knowing that that's that's a reality, that God is always working. I love that passage that we read in Isaiah. It said it's like a garden where the seed springs up. You just toss it in there and it grows. Like those little flowers that look dead, and yet they come to life. That God is always working. So he, in the first three paragraphs, he talks about the creation and the witness, and then this choice, time of decision, and time of recognizing Christ. And, and then he goes through the second three paragraphs and does exactly the same thing, except starting Instead of starting from creation, he starts from the incarnation, and then he talks about the witness, and then he talks about this choice to find and follow Jesus. Verse 14, it says, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And you can imagine what John was thinking about when he said, we have seen his glory. What do you think he was talking about? The son? What? The followers? We saw the impact that he made. This one seed made many. Miracles. He saw Jesus face to face. He saw the glory of this resurrected Christ. He saw the body. He put his hands in the the scars. 
And he reflected on the glory that God showed us. When we went up on that mountain and he was transformed, I I was there. When he turned those few fishes and loaves into meal for everybody, I was there. When we thought life was over and he came back, I was there. You know, we've seen a lot of God's glory ourselves. We've seen him bring things to life. We've seen miracles. We've seen people come back from the dead, so to speak. And yet, and that is the testimony that we have, that he's shown us himself. He's given us grace and truth. And so many times we think about that and we think about ourselves, that God's full of grace and full of truth. And if I had a show of hands, how many of you are more full of truth than grace? You know who you are, and if you're more full of grace than truth, you, you probably know who you are, too. And yet Jesus was perfectly both, and he came to bring us both. And every year, we, if we're full of grace, we're reminded we need to be, have more truth in our life. We need more salt. And if we're full of truth, we need more grace in our lives. And we're reminded, hey, i got to do better at that. And yet Jesus was perfect, and he wasn't, John wasn't even talking about Jesus' character. He was basically saying Jesus was God. Grace and truth was the Father. Full of mercy was the Father. Full of, of grace was the Father. From Exodus 24, when it talks about all these qualities of God, that he came to show us, who God is. And this past year, we've tried to look more closely and see what, what, what does that mean? Who, who does he hang out with? What is his heart? How does he re- interact and how do you be? Not just about doing things for God, but being with God. Not just seeing the big things that anybody can see, but Jesus saw the little things that no one else noticed. And that's the kind of people that God wants us to be. To see grace and see truth when no one else does. And sometimes the hardest place to see it is in ourselves. To see that God put that in you. God put goodness in there. So many times we, I hear that people say, well, there's nothing good in me. And I just want to say, liar. God made you. There's, you can't say that. He put himself in you. There's a lot of good in you. You're not nothing. Jesus wouldn't die for nothing. And I think sometimes that we forget to see that in ourselves. He said, out of his fullness we receive grace in the place of grace already given. I don't know how many times I've read that sentence and I'm always like, what? Like, what is that? He gave him grace through the law, and then he gave him more grace through Christ. He forgave him in the Old Testament, but now he's really bringing everything all together. You know, the law came through Moses, but grace and truth again came through Christ. No one has seen God, but he has come that that we can get a glimpse. 
and I love that this latest translation of the NIV where he says, he is God and he's also in closest relationship with the Father. That there was that heavenly connection with Jesus and the Father and the Spirit and that's the connection that he wants us to share in. That we get to share in that. We get to be a part of that true love, that unconditional love that he has. And not only that, but we get to pour that out to others. We get to help people experience what God has given to us in our own little imperfect way. And then he closes out that he came to make him known that for those that were hearing this for the first time, I'm sure they were wondering, like, what, there's, what else is there? Like, let me know more. And I hope even now as you're going into the new year that you have that same feeling. What else is there? Let me know more. Sometimes we feel like, hey, we got God all figured out. I got a, Jesus is right here. Me and him, I follow Jesus every day. And the older you get in the faith, you're like, well, there's a lot more there than we realize. There's a lot more to fearing the Lord and loving the Lord and having a heart that's like him than we could ever imagine. And I pray even this year as you're entering the year that you can make plans to really grow in your knowledge of God. That you can not be satisfied with what you already know, but be willing to grow, be willing to be stretched. Whether you're willing or not, you're probably going to be stretched. You ever notice God doesn't ask our permission if he can stretch us. He just does. And I read that somewhere that even this life is preparing us to be with him. You don't get prepared by just all blessings. You get prepared by blessings and stretching and grace and truth and difficulties and heart-wrenching and uplifting. And, you know, God has amazing plans for us because the goal is for us to be like Christ. And that's what he is dreaming about for us for this next year. As we take communion, I found this verse in Galatians that talks about this relationship that Jesus shared with his father. He says, when, when, the, time, when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father, so that you are no longer a slave, but God's child. Amen. And since you are his child, God has also made you an heir. Let's think about being a child of God. Let's think about being an heir. Let's think about how God is going to Mold us this year, and let's reflect on the grace that he's given us, even as we finish this past year. So let's pray, and we'll take our communion together. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you that you have given us grace after grace. God, thank you that you have uh, put our sins away from us as far as the east is to the west. God, we uh, 
pray that you take all of last year and you look at it as clean as snow. That you clear, purify our hearts, God, as you do every day. That we can have faith, that we can change, that we can believe in your power. God, that we can see and also share your glory like John was talking about. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only. Thank you for Jesus who came to give his life and to uh, give his body and his blood for us. That he could be raised again, that we could follow in his footsteps, God. We love you. We praise you. I pray that you bless our time together. In Jesus' name, amen.